Hey there, Agility friend. If you've listened to a few of my podcast episodes, you know that I'm a huge fan of something called growth mindset. You can have access to the best instruction in the world, and you can have the best dog in the world and the best skills in the world. But if you don't have a solid mindset and approach to the challenges that sport and life are going to toss your way, you're not going to be able to really make the most of all of those bests that you have, you know, best instruction, best dog, best skills, all that stuff. I'm so passionate about the importance of our mindset when it comes to dog agility and really everything in life that I've written an ebook about growth versus fixed mindset, what the hallmarks of those two mindsets are, and how one can really propel you along your agility journey, and one may really be holding you back, maybe without you even being aware of it. That ebook is not for sale anywhere, but it is available for free to subscribers of my email list. So if you're curious about what a growth mindset is, what a fixed mindset is, and how to ensure that you've got the right mindset for making the most of your dog agility training and handling journey, head to podcast.theagilitychallenge.com and scroll down till you see the link to subscribe to my email list and get that ebook. It's totally free and it's a game changer. Check it out today at podcast.theagilitychallenge.com. Over the years, I've talked a lot about something called purposeful or deliberate practice and how important it is to your dog agility handling and training. So each week this year in a series of blog posts, I want to give you a tip designed to help you stick to purposeful and deliberate practice and training with your dog. Why is purposeful practice and training so important? Well, I strongly believe and the evidence supports that we just don't get better if we're not being purposeful with our training and handling. In his book, The Little Book of Talent, which I've posted a link to below, author Daniel Coyle states that, and here's a quote from that, a high percentage of top performers keep some form of daily performance journal. Tennis champion Serena Williams and former World Series MVP Kurt Schilling use notebooks. The rapper Eminem and the choreographer Twyla Tharp use shoeboxes, which they fill with ideas written on scrap paper. What matters is not the precise form. What matters is that you write stuff down and reflect on it. Results from today, ideas for tomorrow, goals for next week. A notebook works like a map. It creates clarity. So that's a quote from The Little Book of Talent. And I have to say, this little book is one of my favorite little books. My copy, I have a hard copy, um, a hardback copy. It's got writing on almost every page. I have almost every single page marked with a tab. I'm not sure what the point of the tabs is since every page is tabbed. So I'm going to be referencing this book throughout the year. Now you don't need to own this book. I'm just letting you know where I'm drawing my material from to organize it and present it to you through the lens of dog agility training and handling. Now you'll also notice if you already have this book that this tip to get a notebook This isn't actually tip number one. However, I wanted to cover it first since it's the beginning of the year. And the sooner you can get a notebook or a means of keeping records, if it's a shoebox, the better. Now, there are all sorts of different ways that you can keep a record book or a notebook. If you're into fancy papers, then a nice notebook might be just the thing. Maybe you're more the engineering type. And in that case, a composition notebook or maybe even Um, an app on your iPad or your iPhone or something like that. Can you tell I'm an Apple person? Now, when I write on paper, I 
was a chemistry major many, many years ago. And so I do prefer graph paper. It's pretty nice for sketching sequences and things like that. And it also helps me write in a straight line. Maybe your notebook is a bullet journal, or maybe it's a private Facebook page that you set up that only you're a member of where you can keep records and upload videos. That's a really good way to keep records. It can be electronic or it can be paper. I recommend a paper and pen or pencil notebook or um, like a, a stylus writing on a tablet simply because, um, and I, I, I do recommend paper and pencil or paper and pen first and foremost, because you can dump that in your training bag. You can have it with you wherever you go. You can do that with a tablet too, but a, a notebook's going to be a little bit less expensive. You can jot notes in it. You can draw lines through things. You can sketch sequences that gave you problems or that you'd like to revisit. And you can make plans for your next training session or competition. You can use a three-ring binder for your record-keeping and note-keeping. And the nice thing about a three-ring binder is that you can always change the order of the pages. I have pocket dividers in mine as well, so I can stuff loose sheets of paper in those pocket dividers when a hole punch isn't handy, and then I can punch holes in my paper later. Here's the thing. It's not important that you even be good at record-keeping. You will get better at record keeping. It's a skill, just like any other. And so the first thing to do is just do it. Create the habit of just doing it. And your record keeping doesn't need to look like anybody else's record keeping. Try not to spend too much time digging around online for the perfect existing notebook to copy. Just start. Let it be messy, ugly, pretty, sloppy, neat. It just needs to work for you and it just needs to work for you. It can be written in the most cryptic language, the worst handwriting, the most unique shorthand. As long as it makes sense to you, then that's all that matters. Your notebook will not only help you keep track of your results from today, ideas for tomorrow, and goals for next week. It'll also help you get more effective support and feedback from your instructors and coaches. So, Coming to a class or a private lesson with a list of things that you're looking for help with is going to help your instructors, coaches help you, and it's going to help you make the most of your time in classes, private lessons, seminars, and workshops. Record keeping is also going to help you streamline what does and doesn't make the cut with respect to the information that you assimilate into your personal program. There's a lot of information out there. Some of it's good. Some of it isn't as good. But that's not as important as being able to spot whether or not information fits into your program in a useful way. It may be that you see a top handler make some quote-unquote fancy move at a competition, and it may be worth jotting it down in your notebook for later reflection. What was it that that handler did? How could it be useful to you? Or maybe it's something that really isn't going to fit into your program at this time, but maybe you'll set it aside for future consideration. So remember, a notebook works like a map. It creates clarity for you and for your dog. Different handlers are going to start in different places. If you're new to the sport or if your dog isn't ready to run full sequences yet, then you're going to use your map and your record keeping to focus on foundation skills, kind of like those found in my online training um, and handling membership, the Agility Challenge. If you're a little further along, then you'll want more challenging stuff to train, but don't ever get too far from solid foundation training. You're always going to want to revisit foundation training 
no matter where you're at in your dog agility handling and training journey. It may be that right now you're going to take a break from agility handling and training, maybe due to scheduling or bad weather, and you're going to focus on the human or canine conditioning side of things. Or it may be that you decide to focus on some mental game challenges for either you or the dog. Don't feel as though you're falling behind if you can't train every day. The FOMO, or fear of missing out, can be real. But if you can't train, you can still have that notebook and you can think and plan for when you can train and jot all of those thoughts and plans down in your notebook. That's it for this week's Agility Challenge Tip. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining me on the Agility Challenge Podcast with Daisy Peel. If you'd like to take your agility training, handling, and mental game to the next level, check out that ebook that I mentioned at the top of the episode. You can get it for free at podcast.theagilitychallenge.com. It's not for sale anywhere, and it's only available to subscribers of my email list. Getting on board with the right mindset when it comes to your dog agility handling and training challenges is a game changer. So make sure you check it out.